Welcome to the week 8 episode of Queens of the Island, the Australian Survivor podcast from the LCTV Warriors, which for one week only is the Royalty of the Island podcast, because I'm here. Filling in for Ben Powell, my name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the lady who would describe most podcasting experiences with me as Orkies, Michelle Pierce-Denovan. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, Michael. No, it's better than Ben being here. <laughs> oh, God. Start in the shade already. Start in the shade. Thank-, Thank goodness you don't live in the same country. It's a bloody big country, though. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, so we're going back a few weeks here because we're going to try and fill in something. Yeah. Previously on our Australian Survivor podcast, Nick and Tegan and Connor and Sam swap tribes at uh, a surprise fateable tribal. Peter quit. Evan made a scene on his way out, and uh, Rowan, Kat, and Andrew were the first three casualties of Neva Val. Yes. So Kylie went over to uh, Sanapu and decided to start a bed fight because they couldn't understand why. Everyone couldn't fit in the bed now, but that day, no one seemed to realise that Carly was in there as well. Um, and we still had we still had Kate around. Connor was angry with Kate, and uh, and then all the girls at Sanapu started uh, perving at Lee and Sam, who were fishing in the water. And did you get to talk about Christy fishing with Rowan's pants as well? No, but I do recall that and thought, what is she doing? That was the weirdest thing, trying to catch a fish. They can't even catch a fish in the giant net, let alone a pa- in a pair of undies. Our winner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh, I hope not, but yeah. Really? You're not on the crazy Christie Express? No, she's just so crazy. But if she does win, she went to school with my uh, uni with my workmate, so maybe we could get an exclusive. That would be awesome, but would Ben turn up for it? Hmm. <sighs> You could only wish. You can win. Um, let me see. Back back then when that was going on, they had a challenge where they had to connect five, had to balance, and, um, you know, it, it, oh, it's a bit diabolical. You know how Australian Survivor's been uh, copying a lot of American challenges? Yes. This is why. When Australia is left to its own devices, we can't connect five. I <laughs> know. <No. laughs> I was like, why is it Connect 5? The game's not all that. Um, oh, yes. Connor told Phoebe that they're voting for her. Always a good move to tell the person when you're voting for them. Not. And uh, on this episode, since the merge, there'd been seven challenges and Sinapu had won them all. And uh, there'd be more to win from then on. And we we lost probably my favourite character of the season in Craig. Yes. Gone. Someone else liked Craig too. Why did you like Craig so much? Because Craig was just fun. Craig and Sue were probably my mm. favourite pairing of the season. Yeah, they had a bit of um, entertainment value in their personalities. And I know I was high on the wave of the tsunami, but hmm. it's understandable. She is probably the best older woman we've seen in years and years and years on any Survivor. Yes. It's probably because she's Aussie. I don't know. Aussie older women just don't take anything. Have you seen her jury villa yet? Yes, I have. I just love how she was She was like, I'm not going to take any shit off anyone. Yeah, it, it gets like that. I was like that the other day. I was thinking I'm so close to telling a woman off. And I thought I'm nearly there. I'm, I'm, I'll get there soon, but I'm nearly there. That I just, I just can't deal with people if they're if they're not being reasonable i believe what she said was they better bloody start playing soon but then then she didn't do any playing frustrating 
True, but, but imagine it if it was the other way around. If New Vavau had won all of the challenges. Oh, gosh. We would probably have a, a uh, an actual merge that was insane and awesome. Mm, would have been crazy. Would have been good. Because we'd still have Craig, we'd still have Phoebe. Nick would have probably gone pre, uh, pre-merge, which would have been awesome. Mm. And, and therefore not be on the uh, the jury. We would have had cats still in. Yes. And, um, so after Craig went, uh, everyone thought Christy should have got an Academy Award for crying. She cried so well. And they all call Phoebe a snake. I don't know. It's just the game. You have to play the game. And everyone's calling each other's other names. And I don't, Bloody snakes. I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody yeah. viper. <laughs> Oh, God. So, in between podcasts, we've lost Craig, Phoebe, Connor, Kate, Nick, Kylie, and Sue. Too many. That is nearly a third of the entire cast between podcasts. I know, it's really ridiculous. I particularly like the the music when Phoebe left. I don't know, she seemed to get a different kind of music when she was at Tribal Council leaving. like that. Also, didn't uh, JLP promise us there would be at least six idols? We've only seen four, I think it is. Well, we need someone to actually look for one to get another one. Because we had Kylie's idol, we had Phoebe's two, and Nick's one. I don't think anyone else has had one. And, you know, idols are only valid up till final five, so they better start uh, finding them. Well, we're at six now. We need one to be played on each night next week. Yeah, and we need one to be found. (laughs) That's the point, isn't it? Oh dear. And in between all those people uh, getting voted off, we had all those um, really lengthy immunity challenges where they had to, you know, show quite a lot of perseverance and, and it tended to be the girls who were pretty good at those. I mean, I, kn- I know you mentioned it on the last podcast, but uh, Craig and Jonathan LaPaglia's um, flirting over, thanks, Jonathan, <laughs> which did make it into... Um... Was it Amazing Race or Hunted? I can't remember which one I hid it in. I can't, uh, I can't remember. It must have been Amazing Race. I don't remember doing it in Hunted with you. No, I, I snuck it in as a hidden clip in one of the podcasts. I think it was Amazing Race Canada, right? The, oh, thanks, Jonathan. Or, oh, you're making me blush. Oh, that bit. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that reward challenge where they had the notes from home, the letters from home, even if it was on Survivor, I wouldn't cry with a letter from home. Does it, is that hard-hearted? But, like, I'm going to see them soon. I don't understand. I mean, I'm not dying. They were probably away from home for about six weeks by that point. I'd be so happy. It was about day 35 they did the, uh, the letters from home. Oh, God. I'd just be so happy to be not having to do any housework or work or with children, just for a little while, and I wouldn't be crying, I can tell you that. I know everyone's very emotional, they miss their families and stuff, and I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I just think, personally, I wouldn't cry. Yeah, the thing is, all your letters from home would be, wouldn't be from home, they'd be from us. <laughs> It'd be the first person who actually laughs at their letters. <laughs> You'd just get a letter from me saying, Stop bloody playing! Yeah, Stop bloody sliding! Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We've got Amazing Race in the Survivor podcast. I, I still do say, uh, stop bloody sliding. 
You do it very well. I've watched far too much of Chris Lilly's shows and uh, listened to Hamish and Andy, so I'm well versed in the Australian accent. Yes, you are. So we probably should start talking about the episodes we're actually going to talk about. I think, yeah. Except, yeah, everyone's been really annoying the last few weeks. No one's, everyone's realising they need to make a play and no one is actually doing it and it's just basically driving the viewers insane. After such a promising stretch, the merge went into a sort of, a bit of a slump when we lost Connor, who I wasn't particularly fond of anyway, and should have gone over Phoebe, or over Craig even. Um, And then we lost Kate. I was very happy when we lost Nick and Kylie, and very sad when we lost Sue. Mm. And we have one more episode of the, the merge slump to go, and then it all starts getting crazy. Then it's good. With a K. Cos Christie. (laughs) <laughs> so previously uh, Brooke, Flick and Elle formed a three person alliance uh, Jenna Louise planned against them Matt ratted on her, Jenna Louise won immunity and the tsunami was washed away at Trimal mm. frowny face and for the second tribal in a row Matt was told that he was at the bottom basically and needed to make a big move and he says he's a magician, he's always making moves that you can't see yeah right I felt really bad for Matt when he had that really sad I'm just a fat kid episode I know, last week. so did I. Yep. But yeah, he does need to just wake up. Mm. <sighs> I was like, please just do something and make yourself feel better. But he's so confident that he's solid. Um, I, I don't know whether I feel happy that he may be solid. Or that really he needs to go because he was uh, too confident. I honestly think that Matt is probably going to be one of our boots next week. Mm, I think so too. We have two boots next week, we're assuming. Mm. The way I think it's probably going to shake out is that Lee will probably go at six, then Matt, then L, and then Sam will be the final three boot, and Christy will beat Flip. You think? You think that Lee... And Sam are going to split up this early. Well, Lee is still really hurt from Sam wanting to get him out. And Sam is still really hurt from Lee getting Brooke out, who is his other closest ally. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I just don't know who's going to vote with who this week. As long as it isn't Christy, I don't really care. Which is good. I'm glad that I don't know who is going to vote with who for once. It could be changed. And I love how in Australian television you can say swear words, but you can't actually type them. Because quite early into the first episode of the week, we did have uh, the word shit, and it was subtitled, but with a blank. But we heard it. <laughs> Very strange, isn't it? Welcome to bloody Australian television. Well, I, was a, I, I have a friend who is actually over in England, in London at the moment. Lie, you don't have friends. <laughs> he used to do the subtitles for a lot of different shows and he never got to do Survivor. I don't think he did Big Brother, but he did a few bits and pieces. But when a swear word came up, yes, they couldn't type that in. Um, but to, to be a person who does subtitles, he had to go through such a rigorous um, audition process. It was interview process. It was amazing. It was like five uh, different um, days and he had to do like spelling tests and 
find, uh, edit a story uh, and then he had to listen to different people talking to see if he could understand different accents. It was it was amazing. Well, evidently the people doing the Australian Survivor subtitles don't do spelling tests because in one episode, in about 15 minutes last week, we had both Brooke and Christie's names spelt wrong. Oh, dear. Which I know I wasn't the only person to pick up on. Well, uh, their people did not train where uh, my friend Shane trained, obviously. <laughs> And with Sue's elimination, Jenna Louise realises that she's the last standing member of the Old Vavau. Mm-hmm. And Christy finally decides that it's, uh, that it's time to start playing. Uh, Sam warns people to avoid the big prickly thing. <laughs> and uh, Lee feels challenged by his decisions and feels bad for voting for Christy at the, the last travel council. Mm. Yet another person who Christy has a very good relationship with. This won't come back. She's gone around and she's chatted to everybody and she's just weaseled her way into all the alliances, never actually being in one, but um, keeping herself tight. Think about it. Matt is indebted to her because uh, she gave up her letter for him. Lee Mm. has a good relationship with her. Mm. Elle probably has a good relationship with her, if uh, Lee does. Yes. Sue obviously would much rather vote for uh, for her over someone like Flick. That's already four people on who are probably going to be on the jury. I c- you know what? I have no idea how she got this far. Uh, seriously, I thought she was going to be gone a long time ago. She's the Australian survivor version of Sandra. As long as it isn't me. That is all you need to do to win. It's amazing. And she must have a very good social game. Especially to come back from just being odd in the first week. <laughs> I know. I thought she was. I thought she was gone. I. I think I said to Ben, she's gone. Should we go on next episode? I think I said. <laughs> oh dear. And uh, Christy and Lee have a chat about him protecting her. So yet another tick in her getting his his vote if uh, she's there and he isn't. Mm. Uh, and Jenna says that she wouldn't get any votes at a final tribal council. And to go back to Sandra Diaz Twine, I don't know about that. No, I don't think that either. I thought she would have got some votes. I think, assuming the only way for her to get there would have been for her to win immunity every week, she probably would have um, swept Final Tribal. Well, yes, just with uh, the ability to do that alone. You know, it's funny. The um, I don't I don't call them casual fans, but a lot of people call. People who just watch Survivor and don't really know the game particularly well. They call them casual fans. And a lot of them on pages have been saying, you know, why would you vote for them at the end? They were mean to people. They they backstab people. Um, their game plays were just um, ruthless. And they're not understanding that sometimes all of that makes you a good player and those sorts of people have won Survivor in the past, but they don't see that. Ultimately, the jury votes for who they feel best about losing to. Who would they be reasonably happy with saying, yes, this person beat me? Mm. And that's why Russell Hans never won. Exactly, because no one <laughs> respected him, and no one still respects him. Oh, it's, if he would have not talked the way he did during the game... And a bit, been a bit more respectful, he would have won. Well, 
I'm not sure about that. You don't think so? No, because Natalie was always puppet mastering him behind the scenes in Samoa. I think she probably would have always won because Galoo respected her more than they respected Russell. Regardless of of the way that they spoke to people. And obviously Sandra thrashed him purely because she was the best option. People are much happier to lose to someone like Sandra than they are to lose to a cocky person like Russell. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Being cocky doesn't do you any favours in a game like that. So, um, Brooke and Sam identify Lee as a threat generally, and Ellen Lee as jury threats, and they want the final four to be the four remaining people from the old Sanapu, which means that Matt does get brought back into the alliance to make the final four. And Flick describes that as the biggest move in Survivor history. Um, no. No. <laughs> no. She watched all 33 seasons. Or 32. Because we're up to 33 now. Mm, I don't think that, um, that this will be anywhere on the scale of uh, the biggest moves in Survivor history. Not at all. But it's her big move. Getting rid of her uh, best friend, eventually. Spoilers. So just, sorry. I've gone, <laughs> gone too far forward. Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Yes. Her, her ultimate move will be a good one. Uh, so we go straight into the immunity challenge, which is running over a seesaw, a balance beam, and a mud pit, where they have to collect nine blocks and bring them back to the start point, and then run back, memorise nine images in a sequence, and put their blocks in order back at the start. And the first person to get it right wins immunity. I'd be so shocking at that. Really, I look at those nine blocks and, and my head was spinning. I remembered where the lobster and the crab were. And one of the fish, and then and then I was thinking, I, I can't do this. But because it took a few of them a few times, what you should really do is look at the first five and then look at the next four and just run twice. The thing that I think was meanest about it is the fact that there were two fish. Everything else was unique because we had an octopus, a ray, a turtle, two fish, a dolphin, a whale, a crab and a lobster. Because yes, I wrote them down in the right order to see who got what wrong. You know what, you, you, when you were reading them out, I'm thinking, he's got them in the order. <laughs> um, but they put in two fish, just to make And did they have to have them facing the right direction? Because I noticed a few times JL said wrong, and I know a couple of them were facing the wrong way. No, they just had to have the blocks in the right place. Because I couldn't see the last one and what, um, what it was like. Uh, and for some reason, they didn't make enough balance beams for everyone. They've done that in the American one before. Yeah, but it's pointless because after the initial rush, because everyone gets over the seesaw quickly, people are just standing around doing naff all. I know. But it it makes it um, suspenseful in that they have to wait and you think maybe they'll get it, but they have to wait for this person to come back. I don't know. It it added a, a bit to the challenge rather than just people running back and forth, back and forth. So Lee gets to the blocks first, and Sam is the first back with some blocks. And Christy is the first to get a rejection, because she has the thin fish and the lobster swapped. Jenna Louise calls next, and she's got two in the wrong place, but I couldn't see which ones. And then she calls again, and she's got the two fish swapped. I wanted wanted Jenna Louise to win! So did I, but then Crazy Christy probably would have gone, and, you know, my winner pick would have gone, so, eh. Yes. Um, Brooke calls in immediately after, and she's got the ray and one of the fish swapped. Christy calls in again, and she's wrong, as are Sam and Elle. 
and Brooke calls in again and wins immunity for the second time. Yes. At which point you can pretty much go to tribal and just game over generally right now. Yep, you're gone. Frustrating, because she was having a chat on the beach to Christy, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, they were trying to maybe think about someone else they could vote for together, but realistically they knew they're not going to pull anyone in in an afternoon and may as well vote for each other. Um, and Christy apparently has never been tied to a secure alliance, and Brooke and Flick promised to be honest with each other 100%. Can you tell I wrote these um, knowing who went and also um, <laughs> knowing what was about to happen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a lot of shade in, in the first episode of the week between Brooke and Flick's uh, friendship. Just like, oh, we'll be loyal to each other forever and ever and ever. Stab! Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I have to say the speeches at the end of maybe the past, not last Tribal Council, oh no, last one, once before, have been very good. Jennifer Louise's speeches were good. Yeah, well, she's a law student. Oh, that's right. She should be able to make an argument. Mm. And uh, JL tries to get Matt out. And apparently there's someone on this season called L, because Purple L finally has a confessional after about three weeks. <sighs> Why are you calling her Purple L? Is it Purple Kelly? What what is what is the parallel to Purple Kelly? She hasn't been seen. She hasn't spoken since she went to New Sadapu. Yeah, I suppose she's very quiet. We were just told that she was in the three person alliance. <laughs> I thought they'd go to the end together. Those three. Her edgy is like under the radar for about three weeks. I think. Hmm. She's been talking to Lee all that time. She doesn't. She doesn't get a, a individual chat with the camera because she's always talking to Lee <laughs> and pashing him. I wonder, did that happen on the island? Yes. Ah. I mean, we saw it on American Survivor last week of um, Figgy and Tails. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I am so behind. Can't believe it. Basically, um, I've heard about it. Yeah, to use a Big Brother. Of- uh, US analogy. I heard you making out! Oh, do I really... Should I really watch the episode? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, General Louise is gone. Very sad. She's very pretty. I, th- I think she's the prettiest of everyone. No one says that. No, Brooke is. Really? On any other season, I think JL would probably be the prettiest of the season, but no, Brooke is the prettiest. She's exotic. Yeah, as we've discussed in the private chat for the um, for the podcast, Brooke is one of the most attractive women ever to be on Survivor. Mm. I think Jenna Louise's features are very pretty, though. She's very little, cute-looking face as well. JL, on any other season, probably would be the hottest, but no, Brooke is probably the hottest. Mm. I, I did see someone actually say that somewhere when everyone was saying, no, it's Flick and it's Phoebe. And then someone said, aren't you all, are you all blind? What, what about Brooke? Um, and Sue obviously looks amazing as a jury member as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they all scrub up um, after they've been to uh, Jury Villa, as the Aussies call it. It's bloody Jury Villa. <sighs> It must be amazing to just suddenly have a shower and eat cheese and Tim Tams, which is the Aussie thing. I'm pretty sure the Jury Villa is in the same place as the Samoan Heroes vs. Villains um, 
Ponderosa, and also the um, South Pacific and One World one. It looked familiar, but you don't get a wide enough shot. I know with the US seasons, you got a bigger shot of the um, meeting area, and especially there was a bar there. I think they've refurbished it in between uh, Survivor okay. visits. But what I don't get is the all the jury villas have the same format, basically. It's them getting weighed, then them going, oh, I'm worried about my relationship with Nick. Because, yes, we've heard that on every single person's trailer. <laughs> it's becoming a hilarious running joke now. <laughs> then they eat and everyone has a variety of drinks, which I do have written down. <laughs> Why? Because it's interesting to see what people's drinking habits are. Um, like you did with the uh, hunted... Um, bit oh, of a it was. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that Lolly complained that Plex drinking the beer was uh, the batter this week? Oh, really? No, I didn't see her. What did she say? It was only a couple of hours ago. She was like, this is a great podcast apart from uh, the banner of Blake's drinking a beer. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that? It's funny. The fact that it was in celebration of her getting caught, probably. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah, and then they go to their villa, jump on the bed in their dirty clothes, which just makes me think, what is I the point? Understand. I don't understand. Why are they doing that? Why are they lying down on that bed? Orgasm over the cheese, look at themselves in the mirror in the bathroom where you can occasionally see crew members, and then there's a, a pervy um, sound clip of them going, I'm just going to take a shower now. I know, it's they're all the same. It's, all, it's like it's generic. You've got to do this, then do this, then do this. That's weird. You know what I do miss? I miss them having um, a spoonful of peanut butter. Um, in the car on the way to Ponderosa, which <laughs> these people just uh, sort of arrive and that's it. Maybe they should have had Vegemite in the car. I like how they um, don't even bother hiding people's identities in uh, in the Jury Villa videos either. Because, like, in the American Ponderosa videos, they have to wear, like, a black hood as they're going between Tribal and the tent and the tent and Ponderosa. Oh, yes. But they don't do that in Australia. They just, you know, shove them in anyway. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. They're out of it now. They don't care. And um, none of the votes are shown at Tribal. And it's three votes for Christy and five for Jenna Louise. And she gets a wonderful moment when she hugs JLP on the way out. Oh, yes. Can I have a hug? Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> Has anyone ever hugged Jeff? Um... Well, Dawson. Oh, that's right. Yes. He has had a few hugs, I think, but um, most memorably, Dawson snubbed his face off. Oh, that was funny. And with General Louise's elimination, Vavau, the best tribe pre-season, uh, goes out first. Gone. And she only lost 2.1 kilos in 43 days. I know. Is that because they kept eating? I'm assuming so, but also, I did all this for two for, for two kilos? I know, exactly. If you go on Survivor, I want to lose ten. Well, she was little to begin with, so was um, some of the others. Some of the others are little anyway. And generally, he goes out saying she wants big moves. As did Sue, as did Kylie, mm. as, as did Nick, I think. It's a record. Broken. And you'll be pleased to know that Nick was on beer, Sue and Kylie were on red wine, and Jenna Louise uh, was on white wine. Thanks for that. And the reason that I noted this down is because 
by the next Jury Villa, two people were on Sprite, making me think that they might have had a sesh. <laughs> they might have been a little bit bleary-eyed because two of our jurors were on Sprite by the next one. <laughs> Maybe they got in trouble. Maybe they just got rat assed <laughs> <laughs> Too much alcohol at Jury Villa. So that's why I noted it down. Uh, so in the next episode, it begins by everyone just mocking Jenna Louise. Which is nice. Hmm, I'm sad. I miss her already, even though it was like a minute afterwards I watched this. Um, and then, doesn't it, there's a lot of flick in the beginning of the episode too, isn't there? There's a lot of flick generally in this episode, because she's the main character. And I'm surprised that she says a big move's going to happen, when everyone else has been saying it, and then it comes from, you see, I see Flick as top dog. I always have. I've always seen Flick and Phoebe as right near the top. So when she says a move has to happen, I don't know. I, I just saw her as confident and not worried about anything, but I think all the speeches at tribal councils rattled her cage a bit. So yeah, Flick wants to be the person to make a big move, and she feels more comfortable with Elle than with Brooke. Surprising. And it, even if I didn't know the result of this episode, I would be thinking, hmm, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's had this alliance since day one, or very soon, maybe day two, and to suddenly go against it? I'm surprised. For the record, Brooke is pissed at her still. Oh, I know she is. I saw something on, was it a Twitter thing today? Um, saying she wouldn't be getting a Christmas card or a Christmas present or something? Brooke is still livid at Flick for doing this to her. This is why we need a reunion show. We might very well get one. It's unconfirmed still. Well, yes. I've heard talk, but yeah, it's not confirmed. The finale is on the 25th. It is. The Tuesday. Yep, we found that out today. And I'm assuming, it is it a shorter episode? I don't know what, how long the episode is, but I know that the final immunity challenge goes for six hours. I'd say it'd be a normal, normal size episode. I don't think it'd be shorter. Might be an hour and a half. I didn't work out whether it's supposed to be the hour and a half one or an hour one. Mm. So, Brooke wants to take out Ellen Lee, and then we get... The reward challenge. And someone called out, this is fun. I I thought Survivor was supposed to be good and fun. (laughs) Another reference there. Um, What what was funny is that someone said that before on a different challenge a couple of weeks ago. Someone said, oh, that looks like fun. And I don't think I've ever heard that on an American Survivor where someone's actually looked at the challenge and said, wow, or this is fun. Yeah, I think it boils down to the fact that in the same way that Canada was waiting for Amazing Race, Australia's been waiting for a good survivor that they can play. Mm. So it helps that there's a lot of people who are at least aware of it and are very entertained by the prospects of uh, of playing Survivor. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure Brooke is a massive superfan. In fact, I know she is because she mentions it in Jury Villa, but... I want to know who is superfan. Who was a superfan? Because they said... I read an article about Survivor last week and they said they've got quite a few super fans in the cast. And so I'm interested to know who they are. I mean, I know there's Nick, um, but I want to know who the others are. Well, Andrew definitely was. Oh, yeah, Nick and Andrew. Brooke obviously was. I think JL was. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure otherwise. 
Yeah, you can't tell. You sort of, they don't really have a stereotype. So this raw challenge is the classic uh, Survivor US challenge I hold on. Uh, each person must hold onto a rope while leaning backwards and standing on a semicircular log. Every ten minutes they must move their hands down one knot on the rope and the last person standing wins reward and that person will get to sleep in a comfortable bed and can invite one person to sleep with them. Which, of course, if Lee won, he would have picked Al, but still. I can't believe it was in the middle of camp. Yeah, and fun fact, this is the first time that it's not been played for uh, immunity. This game? This challenge has always been an immunity challenge. Mm. And uh, when we're like 44 days in, this is a bit of a lame reward. Oh, you get a bed and water. No. And bloody Tim Tams! Oh, Tim Tams! You know Tim Tams for Aussies are gold. Gold. It'd be like a bag of crisps for you. No, it'd be like a good chocolate cake for me, probably. No, but what's the quintessential English thing that's sweet? Um, maybe chocolate digestives. Ah, uh, yeah, they're good. Because crisps really aren't aren't sweet; they're salty. Mm. But the dark chocolate ones are good. Actually, no, you you do get horrible sweet crisps. I, I mentioned this a few months ago, but last year. For Christmas, Pringles did a chocolate and mint flavoured one. Oh my lord. Oh, it was rank. Was it salty as well? Yeah, it was weirdly sweet, oh. weirdly salty, and just vomit juicing. <sighs> See, Pringles are American. They really shouldn't mess with things that they don't know about. It, it's just making me nauseous thinking about it. How many did you have? Like, a little bit of one by accident. Because I thought that they were normal ones, because someone had put them in in an a, uh, a <laughs> an original tube. Oh, can you? I'm gonna imagine your face. Oh god, it was awful. Thinking it was normal and going. <laughs> I did spit it out into the bin immediately. It was foul. <laughs> was anyone in the room with you at the time? I bet no, your brother would have loved. Thankfully, it. this is at work. Oh god, it's good. Oh god. Um... I'm just trying to think what what would be the quintessential British thing. Trifle, a bit messy. <laughs> I would love to see them get <laughs> get a wrapped oh, trifle. Oh, here's a bowl of <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh, summer pudding. God, you guys love summer pudding. Uh. So I love that the the ante with this challenge by putting it on an actual floating pontoon. Going back to the Craig and Sam wrestling match from uh, the last podcast, I love that they're just putting it on floating pontoons where they can just go anywhere and make it harder. And um, JL nearly fell off. How good is that? <laughs> I wish he would have fallen off. In the same week, we had Jonathan Lepagia try and fall off a pontoon and we had probes to get knocked, off, knocked over by a wave <laughs> nearly. Great. <laughs> And um, the girls taunt the guys about uh, no guy having won a challenge at all. And Lee describes the position as being orkies. And Matt is the first to fall after 20 minutes, followed shortly by Brooke and Christy. And Elle falls next, leaving Flick, Lee and Sam. I'm surprised Flick stayed that long, considering she hasn't stayed long in any of these sort of challenges. But then I thought she's bigger, she must have more muscle than the other girls. Do you think that Brooke threw it? Because Brooke has always been the queen of endurance challenges. Yes, but it required a different kind of strength, this one. It was all arm. It was all upper body. 
Whereas the other ones have either have I been, either been the whole body or more the legs. I don't know. I just got the sense that she might have, because she thought, I don't need this reward and it's an individual one, so I'm going to have to pick favourites. Well, that was silly. So Flick falls next, uh, followed by Lee, leaving Sam as the winner of the first individual reward challenge of the season. I wonder if, if Brooke won it, do you think she would have taken Flick? And then the vote probably would have been cemented and Brooke may not have gone. And given all the beautiful women on the tribe, for him to sleep in the same bed as Sam obviously picks his bromance Lee. <laughs> yep, but that's uh, Aussie mateship for you. That would not happen. Can I just tell you that would not happen in US Survivor? Hell no. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Even if it was someone 70 years old with all male tribe, the male would pick the seven-year-old woman. Well, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. So there's about five minutes of chatter of Lee and Sam being smitten with each other. I know. God. I wonder if the others could hear them from there. I mean, they weren't that far away, but, I mean, there is the sea sounds, but I wonder if uh, they weren't being quiet when they were talking. And um, this is then followed about five minutes later by repeated close-ups on Lee's junk. Was that the fashion parade thing? Well, this was before the fashion parade thing. Oh, was it? Right. (laughs) It was Lee showing off the new pants, I believe, on the night of day 44, and they just kept showing him, showing his crotch. I know, why? Repeatedly. Seriously, it got uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know, I think it was a bit of overkill. Mind you, how much of the girls is shown, like, their bodies all the time? Mm, Let's get a minute. So as part of the reward, they receive water, new pants, and symptoms. (laughs) New pants. New undies. They're not pants. (laughs) Could you imagine on a different survivor? Here, have a bed. You can have some new undies (laughs) and chocolate pickies. (laughs) <laughs> it's such a lame reward for, uh, for like, an hour of work from Sam. Can I just say, what if Russell would have won something like that? <laughs> like his face. Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> Russell, will you sleep with me? I'll give you new knickers. <laughs> Show me your Tim Toms. <laughs> I'm fully aware that that was more Chris off of Logan, but still. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I, I can see Rupert and, and Russell in a bed right now, and it's not pretty. <laughs> I'd just love to see any individual reward. <laughs> Final seven be you win pants and and chocolate biscuits. Can he call them undies? They're not bad. They're just undies. And uh, Lee and Sam are described as both bastards and arseholes by Brooke and Flick. They're not backward in coming forward. And Brooke then approaches Flick with her plan to blindside Ellen Lee by getting Lee out of the next tribal council. And they feel safe with Christy because she can never win a challenge. Poor Christy. She tries. She gets She gets up there sometimes. Think about it this way. I believe she went three immunity challenges 
challenges in a row where she was top four. Hmm. She is not a slouch in these challenges. And also, if the final immunity challenge is anything like the first one, the first individual one, I believe she is now the highest placer left from that challenge. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think Flick beat her. No, Flick, Flick hardly beat any of the girls in any of the, you know, insurance challenges. Yeah, because Christy was fourth, Brooke was first, and Kylie was second. I can't remember who was third, but I don't mm. think it was anyone still left. Kate? It might have been Kate, actually. Kate? Yeah. Mm. So if it's anything like hanging on, Christy is probably going to be our final immunity challenge winner. Or maybe they're just going to uh, hold the idol. I think it will be hands on hard idol. Yes. But it's unconfirmed. This episode's uh, immunity challenge was the last one that was pre confirmed. Mm. So, yeah, Brooke, Brooke tries to convince Sam to get rid of Lee. And um, Flick thinks that everyone should have to fight for their position, and Brooke hasn't faced any adversity. Uh, she tells Elle that Brooke and Sam have turned on her and Lee, and Elle and Flick decide to blindside Brooke. Uh, Lee does an impression of Rowan, and in a true display of mateship, Lee allows Sam to have the last Tim Tam. Yes. It's like his last roller. <laughs> yes, it, it was just the big moment. And on the morning of day 45, Elle tells Lee that Brooke and Sam are gunning for him, and Lee's obviously hurt that his mateship is being broken, and he then approaches Christy to get Brooke out. And she sees the opportunity of the old Sanapu alliance crumbling. And, yeah. Then All we're hell into... breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. And I love how, in the space of these two episodes, everyone has just started calling JLP Johnny now. It was so, so noticeable in the past two episodes. Yes. Because even, spoilers, on Brooke's way out, she d- did tap him on the shoulder and say, cheers, Johnny. Yeah. And this immunity challenge was the last one that was in the media preview. And in the classic challenge House of Cards, everyone has to hold a rope connected to a platform and bring blocks back one at a time to build a house of cards on top of the platform. If they let go of the rope, the platform spins and their cards will fall. And the first person to build a house of cards above one metre wins immunity. And he was a beast. Yes, he was. He wasn't letting that thing fall. He was amazing at that. Lee? A metre really isn't that big, though. No, but I mean, if you're if you're oh, if you're trying to hold that thing, and you have to go keep going back, it's not that big. But you know, uh, did you see the way some of them were building them? When we've seen this challenge in the US, it's been either eight or ten feet that they've had to get to. I think in the teeter totter version, which is the version that they played here, they had to get to eight feet. But that was three feet that they had to get their house of cards yeah. to. That isn't much. Maybe it was really windy there. You know. I know Australia works in metres, but still. Yes, we do. But I know what eight feet is. I don't know. You know, Brooke was building hers quite stably, if that's a word. Um, And then she looked over at other people and then she changed and she changed. She used less on each level. And then I noticed other people started putting them up um, lengthways. And I thought, God, they're not going to be stable, but they're trying to get to the end. But um, Matt was really shocking at that. I honestly think Matt might just get uh, kept around because he's terrible at challenges. Yeah. I don't think he'd get votes if he got to the end. Oh, no, he wouldn't, because no one respects him. But I mm. still don't think he's our final tribal loser. I think that's probably Flick. That'll be huge. 
I'm still convinced it's going to be Christy winning the final immunity challenge, eliminating Sam, and um, taking Flick with her and thrashing Flick. I don't know why she'd take Flick. Because people respect her less, and also she'll have pissed off Brooke, obviously. Yeah. And Brooke will have told stories. That's what, yeah. All she needs is five votes, and I'm, I think pretty much everyone on, uh, on the jury so far probably doesn't respect Flick too much compared to Christy. See, from an outsider's point of view, I'd vote for Flick, not Christy. But I'm not in there, and I don't know what they have seen, what they've heard. Um, you know, the edit is totally different. And Lee powers ahead, and Matt Stack is the first to fall, shortly followed by Sam. Christy and Lee end up being the top two. Uh, Sam drops again, and the wind picks up, and Lee pulls a savage by telling it to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt drops again, and Lee becomes the first man all season to win immunity. Amazing. And Sam feels secure that Elle will be going, and everyone's really good friends, but the Flick is running the show. And they tell Ellen Lee to vote for Christy and Christy to vote for Matt. And Purple Matt actually speaks 45 minutes into the episode because we didn't hear anything from Matt until then. Mmm. Must have said anything interesting. And he believes that Elle is going, and Elle wants to take Flick to the final three with her and Lee, obviously. I don't actually understand why Elle and Lee want to take each other to final three, or to final two. Well, if they've got a, a good alliance going, why not? Yeah, but... It's going to be a very hard vote to win. Yeah. You know what? I suppose it's for half a million dollars. You do, at the end, you take the person you think you'd win against. But, you know, I've done orgs where I've got to the final two and I've taken someone that I've made an alliance with in the first first day and I didn't want to go back on it and I knew it would be really hard to win. But I've still gone with them. Did you win? Yes, I did. Oh, what a surprise. Clang, Michelle's an ORG winner. (laughs) But I probably wouldn't do the same thing on the real thing if it's for half a million, because there's more on the line. Would you go on to Australian Survivor? I can't take that much time off work. And, you know, being in the job that I'm in, I have to have a certain um, persona, which Survivor may destroy. It wouldn't get destroyed on Amazing Race, and that's why I do Amazing Race. And years ago, I wanted to do Survivor, but now, in the job I'm in, I couldn't do Survivor and still keep my job. You mean you being a ruthless bitch wouldn't uh, wouldn't endear yourself to people? Wouldn't bode well for a uh, prestigious school, no, not at all. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not mean. I think I'm. I I'm a very social player. And I don't lie, but I bend the I truth. Give, I bend the truth. I don't give direct answers, and people don't really realise I'm not giving direct answers. I think in the same in the same way you want Anthony and I to do um, hunted. I think you should do Australian Survivor. <laughs> I know a lot of people did want me to do it, but you know it's it's too much time off work. You know, Amazing Race is four weeks. This is like what two months. It's crazy. Mainly because it would be hilarious to see you. (laughs) My daughter actually said to me, would you do Survivor? And I said, yeah. She said, but you don't like getting dirty, do you? 
And I said, well, I've done the mud runs. I've done dirt. I know what it's like. It'd be for a purpose. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. We need to start this campaign now. When Australian Survivor gets recommissioned, Michelle needs to be on it. No. Michelle, go to a taco <laughs> stand and get cast already. We don't have a taco stand. We've got meat pie and falafel. What else? Donna kebab stands. Kebab stands. Oh, God. Why are we talking about kebabs? Where are we up to? Because you always hijack the Hunted podcast to say that Ant and I should, uh, should do it. So this is my comeback. Michelle, you should do Australian Survivor. You know what I'm doing next week on Hunted? I'm going to talk to the producer from the podcast. <laughs> you better not edit it out. <laughs> this is why you don't have the Twitter password for <laughs> RTV Wise. Uh, oh, you're mean. All right, so we get to Tribal Council. Yeah, the, the Agano 3 are unsure as to whether to trust Flick. And Flick loves Brooke and Elle like family, but she just wants to win. And Lee's advantage is finally mentioned by uh, yes. JLP. Which has to be played in the next two tribals, by the way. Mm, I know. Um, I love, I love how Brooke said um, in her little speech, "We uh, we can use each other to get to the end, and then we rip each other's head off." <laughs> and Flick's face at that was just like, mm, "Yeah, definitely don't her off now." Yeah, I know. And um, there's finally talk of the alliance fracturing. And did you notice that Christy looked like she'd been dragged backwards through a hedge? <laughs> yes. What happened to her hair? Because I thought she had it done before before she went there. It was a very close second for our banner this week. But Christy looking crazy and like she'd been dragged backwards through her head was <laughs> one of my favourite parts of either of the episodes. <laughs> oh, it's hard. They don't have a mirror. It's hard. I don't know what. Maybe she got caught on a twig on the way to council. I don't know. You'd have thought that someone would have pulled her aside and gone, Christy, love brush your hair <laughs> well someone could have smoothed the hair down or something i don't know i think she had plat didn't she have plaits going yeah you're you're looking a bit mental love yeah but you know what you'd have to take out the plaits to smooth down the hair it's not gonna you'd have to take all the hair out yeah but her Just... her hair was like like she'd been electric shocked <laughs> with the greatest possible respect it was like she'd been electric shocked <sighs> I love that you're trying to find the words to describe her hair then. I was like, what is he going to come up with? I've got a picture of it up now. That's the thing. (laughs) It's actually saved on my computer as Crazy Christy. Oh, God. Okay, this has to be, that has to be the photo for the podcast. Oh, no, we we have a Christy grin for the banner that I've already done. the, The evil grin. Um... Oh, God. I love how, um, was it in this one, Matt was talking about all the alliances and maybe there is a bigger alliance? And, uh, and Flick just said, no, there is no alliance of seven. All six. Oh, God, that was good. And Christy is a lone wolf and she has no alliance. And Matt thinks he's sure how it's going to play out and Elle has 100% faith that she knows, which raises eyebrows from Brooke. Mm. And in this episode, we see Matt's vote for Elle about World War Three beginning, and Christie's vote for Brooke about the Ice Queen stepping off her self-proclaimed throne. Yes, I wrote both quotes down for that. They were good. And when the votes come up, it's Brooke, Elle, Brooke, oh you bastard. Elle, Brooke, Elle, 
and the 18th person voted out and the fifth member of the jury is Brooke. Nick's mouth, Flick smile and Sam breathing out. And did you see when they walked away from Tribal Council, Christy had this maniacal grin on her face? Did you see she had, her and Lee both had maniacal grins, like, uh, as soon as Brooke was getting a talk snuffed? You could see them no, at the corner of the that. screen, and you could oh, see Christy's yeah. Cheshire Cat-style grin. Yeah. Well, Christy must have been smiling all the way out, because she was walking with her torch smile. It was funny. So, next time, uh, the fallout from Brooke's elimination continues, the power shifts, and Matt is apparently in a position of power, which probably means he's going next week. <laughs> and at the bloody jury villa what, 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 why is it a villa because every Australian <laughs> slang word ends in O, everyone knows that oh go on uh, she loses three and a half kilos she's very bitter at Frolic and apparently she never got on with anyone who is currently on the jury yes which I was surprised at because you know how can you not get on with Sue but you know why? Because when you when she was in such a tight alliance, she would have spent a lot of her time just talking to those people. And knowing she's going to vote out the others, she probably didn't think to make those relationships, forgetting that, you know, you need them for the jury. Yeah, as soon as Nick was confirmed as the first member of the jury, you start cultivating a relationship with everyone. Yeah. Golden rule of survivor. Mm. And I'm assuming JL and Kylie had a rough night because uh, they're both on Sprite when it comes to the the family <laughs> meal. <laughs> oh, that's good. And Goals. Uh, Sue also moved from wine to beer. Her and Nick had pints. Mm. So that is it for recapping, at least. As you mentioned earlier, we now have a confirmed finale date of Tuesday the 25th of October. Which, doing my maths, means we have one more non-elimination episode, and it has to also be a tribal in there. And the final episode starts with three people, and the final immunity challenge lasts six hours. And did you also see that some of the episodes were only finished hours before broadcast? Yes, I read that. He said we're working hard. Which confirms my theory of it being an atypical winner's edit because, you know, they're working up until the last second to actually get any edit. I mean, why are they working so late at editing? Because they weren't prepared for it to be three episodes a week, I think. Right. And then they've gone down to two. Yeah. yeah. Ten sprung it on them. Oh, God. Wouldn't you love that? You've already got all your, you know, your shows mapped out and then they say that. Hard work. So how do you see the rest of the game playing out? Well, as I said earlier, I really have no idea who might vote with who now. Because Matt's, even though they've got that four-person thing, I think that would break up. I don't think Flick's going to align herself with Matt. But um, I don't know. I do see Christy and Flick aligning in some sort of way. Uh, Final two, uh, well, uh, you think it's going to be Flick and Christy. I, I have no spoilers, but I think it will be. Because I've thought Christy was going to win for about four weeks now, so... She's just getting that positive little content every episode. Hmm. I, I don't think Sam's going to make it to the end. No, I, I don't think anyone would be stupid enough to take Sam. <laughs> right at the beginning of all of this, I said Lee 
and Sam had a good um, chance to make it to the end. And they'd made it pretty far. They made it to final six. But I also had Kate and Kylie in there. And they bit the dust. Oh, God, I'm glad Kylie isn't in the endgame. She talks a lot. It's not just that. She's She was very hypocritical with the, oh, I just want to be part of a strong alliance and uh, people need to make big moves. And just like, shut off. Mm, she's not doing anything. No, and she was responsible for quite a few people, well, people's chances getting ruined and, you know, being less fun, so. Mm. So, um, yeah, is there anything else to say before I do, I move on to go to three more podcasts this weekend? (laughs) You step back off your throne of being king of the island? I posted this uh, on the... Oh, through the RTV Warriors account on Facebook at, uh, right before we started recording, but I'm doing four podcasts this weekend because we have Survival <laughs> with Michelle, we have Apprentice with Ant on Friday, and then we have uh, Amazing Race Asia and Hunted also this week. And Amazing Race Asia is two hours before Hunted, isn't it? Yeah. Alrighty, we're done. Yep, yeah, I think we are. So thank you for listening to this Australian Survivor podcast and hopefully you can join Ben and Michelle next week for more Australian Survivor recaps. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter accounts, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ Harmsdale for me, and Bear three 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 three